Welcome to the Walkie Talkie Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Matt. And we are going to talkie some walkies. Mm-hmm. So we have just watched uh, Season 7, Episode 15, the penultimate episode of Season 7. Yeah. Uh, Something They Need. And so, yeah, let's just uh, start by sharing our initial impressions. Uh, mm-hmm. Broad overview. Matt, why don't you start? Okay. All right. Um, I enjoyed this episode a lot. It's probably my favorite episode of this season in general. Mm-hmm. You know, minus the the season premiere, it's hard to top that. Uh, I think I like this one better just because Glenn and Abraham didn't die in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... This is this is a really good episode. It was um it was coherent. It was connected. It didn't struggle with continuity problems. Uh it didn't well I'll say this. It didn't obviously struggle with continuity problems. I think there was one continuity thing okay. that I actually do want to discuss with you later. It's at the very end of the the episode. And I have it in my notes not to forget. Okay. But we we balanced three stories. Yes. With, and we did it successfully. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Right. <laughs> this was this was the 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 bar for season seven that they did not hit. Right. Yeah. And and um you know it was directed by one of the dps for breaking bad really yeah hmm. so i don't know if that's like if that's uh thank, thanks to him i forgot his name but i didn't i found the direction and it w- was really good yeah except for one scene and i'll i'll mention it right now just because it's not that big of a deal but that one scene where sasha at the very end she says thank you to Eugene, and it cuts to her inside the cell mm-hmm. after he he says he'll help her, mm-hmm. and she says thank you. She has this weird face that she does. She turns, and she looks. She, she almost looked like horror movie possessed, like Poltergeist <laughs> possessed. It was weird. I don't know if that was like intentional, if we're if it's like. Something that we're going to see payoff on or anything, or if she was just like really emotional. Yeah. And that was just how she played it. But um, that was strange. But other than that, I think the direction in this was tremendous. Mm-hmm. There were strong character moments from, I think, everyone. Yeah. Including uh, Father Gabriel, which was great. Yeah. And we didn't see the garbage pail kids, <laughs> so that was a plus. Yeah, there are a lot of good things about this. Episode. I'm realizing this as I ramble. Um, Negan was great in here. Mm-hmm. It was it, uh, he was dialed back. You know, maybe about thirty five percent or more, <laughs> and it was still well played. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, what do you think? I uh, I agree with you. 
yeah, I thought that this episode was uh, very much what I wish we had seen more of throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so glad that they balanced multiple storylines and they did a good job balancing them. Mm-hmm. I have some gripes too about some of the things that they did, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to that. Um, sure. So <clears throat> I feel like it was an episode that I liked and that was competently done. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an episode that made me feel really deeply. So yeah, you know, I wouldn't I I wouldn't put it in the category of like a great episode, mm-hmm. uh, but I would put it in the category of a very good episode. And yeah, I I wish that that an episode like this was more like this the the standard episode that we saw throughout right. the season. Like this is the level of competency and interest <laughs> that we can expect from the show on a consistent basis yep. rather than like, Oh, now it's the penultimate episode. So we're going to start to pick things up and yeah, you know, totally understand so, that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, overall it gets a, a thumbs up from me. Awesome. So yeah. yeah. Don't you wish that speaking of like it being the benchmark for what we should have seen, there were a lot of things that happened in this episode that I feel like were shoehorned in because they didn't get a chance to do it in the past five episodes or so. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of like forced them into this episode. And it felt like if they just would have paced it throughout this back half of the season, this back half would have been great. Yeah. You know, this should have been... The um, maybe third or fourth episode to the end. Mm. Yeah. That's my feeling about it. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I mean, they mm-hmm. could have, even though I didn't, I, I didn't dislike the episode with Rick and Michonne going and getting all the guns. Yeah. Like, they really, narratively, you could have cut that whole thing and just assumed that there were enough guns at Oceanside. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was kind of a useless episode in the sense that nothing happened that we really benefit from. Yeah, as an audience, like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just Rick and Michonne. Yeah, they made Rick and Michonne's relationship feel deeper, and they, you know, had some. Um, some good moments of course with at the end of the episode with them t- talking about what happened and and uh with Glenn and Abraham and um right you know all that was good but yeah in terms of the overall narrative it was unnecessary the uh, yeah the narrative was unnecessary the story or the the relationship beats were necessary for development and they could have been cut into a larger story yeah yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, let's take it from the top. Okay. So we start with a cold open that has uh, disgusting waterlogged walkers, which <laughs> they really did do a phenomenal job with those walkers, I thought. like They really did, yeah. They were good. They were awesome. They were... <laughs> The moldy barnacles growing on them and everything. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, do you think they swim? I don't think they swim. (laughs) I think they just walk, and they just keep walking, even though the water is there. 
Okay, so that's how they got the barnacles. I'm I'm wondering because I'm wondering like how are they walking if they have all these barnacles growing? Because don't you need to be in the water for a really long time to get <laughs> barnacles on you? I would think so. Yeah. 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 That's a cool effect though. Yeah, maybe those walkers walked on the ocean floor all the way from like France. <laughs> Like from Europe, yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Oh my god, I, it's funny. Remember, I mentioned that um, uh, me and Amanda had been watching The Walking Dead recently. Yep, the walkers used to be a lot more agile. They would walk upstairs. They would run. Mm-hmm. They would climb over things. Yeah, what happened? What happened to the walkers? <laughs> they would even fall down and get back up. Yeah, well, in the, I think it's in the second episode. That's uh, when um, they Glenn and Rick put on all the guts and they they walk through like yeah they the walkers are jumping over the fence yeah once they they get in there um to to get in the truck uh-huh. and they some of them jump over the fence and come after them that seemed a little excessive to me because the walkers are supposed to be you know not coordinated right. But yeah, there are examples of walkers going upstairs earlier in the series and running and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just supposed to be in such a state of decomposition at this point that they. But let's say someone yeah. dies now and they turn into a walker, like mm-hmm. Rapey Davy. Um, is he able to get up and run and jump over a fence? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, he probably right. wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyways, <laughs> Barnacle Walkers. So yeah, Barnacle Walkers. That's a uh, exciting new brand of walker. <laughs> Not never before seen. Mhm. Barnacle Walkers. Um but yeah, I like the way that they did the the cold open with um the voiceover of Tara and Rick. Okay. Rick's conversation because I was curious to hear that conversation. Yeah. And so I'm glad that we actually got some of it um i actually would like to see the conversation yeah yeah i didn't really like the voiceover well at this point i'm eager for the story to move along mm-hmm. so i thought that it was a pretty effective way of, of getting a lot done in a little bit of time yeah i think it just speaks to the fact that i would have liked to see more fat trimmed yeah throughout the the back half of this season so that we could have seen something essential like that on screen. Right. Yeah. And actually, this is something I do want to talk about later, uh, Walking Dead's tendency to actually not show us essential scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but specifically like Sasha going into the compound. Yeah. You know, we don't actually see that. So, like, that's the cliffhanger that it ends on. And also and Rosita. Rosita with Dwight. Like, yep. we want to see their interaction. Mm-hmm. We probably won't ever see that interaction. Right. Um, so, like, Or we'll spend way too much time on a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it doesn't matter anymore. Right. Yeah. And so I don't understand this method of storytelling that's like, like if you imagine the storytelling, like your hand on an accelerator and you're not moving it at all. Right. And then at the end of the episode, you shoot it forward, but then you just 
instantly stop. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then you want to pick up, you want to see the next episode pick up with the accelerator where it left off. Yeah. But it, but it's not, it's all the way back down to the start. Yep. And, uh, and then they just like do the same thing Yep. <laughs> with the next episode. Yeah. So yeah. It's frustrating. That, that is frustrating. So then we see Hilltop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie's teaching gardening and farming tips. Uh, I don't have too much to say about this. Mr. Man Just, Bun. Yeah, Mr. Man Bun. <laughs> so, yeah, he's she's teaching Mr. Man Bun. You know, all of Hilltop seems extremely incompetent. I know. <laughs> for still surviving. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know how they've made it this far. Their leader has never killed a zombie. Yep. And they don't seem very proficient in defending themselves. Yep. And they don't even seem proficient in farming. Yeah, they have a, a blacksmith, but that's about it. Yeah. And Jesus. Yes. <laughs> they <yeah>. got Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that they were setting up some sort of weird romantic vibe between these two? No, I didn't sense that at all. Okay. I got that sense from him. Hmm. I didn't like that. Yeah. So. Well, if I got that sense, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. Especially but, with her not mourning. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just rebounding already. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't pick up on that. So mm-hmm. I think you were fearing it. So you sensed it. Probably. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird that Maggie seemed so knowledgeable about that because I don't think we've really seen her do very much of that. Well, she grew up on a farm, right? That is true. She did. Yeah. So she must know something, right? It was yeah. a it was a cow farm, like a dairy farm. But even still, you would think that they they probably are pretty self sufficient at Herschel's compound, Herschel's farm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Aaron and do you know what his boyfriend's name is? Eric. Eric. Okay, mm. that's what I thought it was. So we get a quick little exchange between them. Eric has decided to go along with them to Oceanside. Yes. Uh, he makes that says that gives that line about uh being with you makes abject terror tolerable. Yep. And I couldn't help but think I think he's going to die next episode. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. Eric will die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say that Still holding to my prediction that none of our people will die this season. Wow! Because I don't consider I don't consider Eric to um to to be a major enough player. Yeah, that's fair to be included in my uh in my prediction. But you still don't so, think anyone's gonna die? Not not Sasha, not Eugene, not uh, anyone. Not next episode. Wow. Okay, I'm struggling with thinking like trimming down my predictions of who's gonna die (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm just being stubborn really i don't know what i really think okay but i just it was my impression at the start of the half season and yeah i just feel like they really need a victory a big victory i think of it like when they got to terminus Mm -hmm. and that was a point when they really needed a victory mm-hmm. and they got it. Nobody died in that episode. And I'm pretty sure Bob died like two episodes later. Right. And then Beth died and then, Ty- 
Beast died, and plenty of people died. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, they had their they had their moment. They had their big victory. They went into the belly of the beast, and they all came out alive. Yeah, and I I just think they need another moment like that. So part of it's wishful thinking on my part, Mm -hmm. um, but I do also think that they've got they've got to have a sense that people want that. That people are, are thirsting for some victory. Or the, yeah. the show itself. Well, the showrunners. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they care. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I just, at this point, I think they think that they could get away with anything. They could get away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they think they could get away with killing Daryl. Uh, it's hard for me to say that they they feel like they can they can hmm. i think to okay i think in reality no they can't get away with it but i think to them they think they could get away with ki- killing daryl mm. that would be a a very um poorly judged move on their part mm. well because they've yeah. kind of made him yeah. this like feral beast lately like emotionless and mindless and just kind of like he's he's been a very flat daryl this season yeah yeah which is a shame because they built all that up so well right with his character and obviously we still have that history and you know that still is the case but yeah they they haven't done much with him so yeah i think they there's just so many characters at this point there are. Yeah, they don't have enough time for all of them, right. especially with the way that they tell the story at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, Eric will probably die next episode. Mm-hmm. Aaron and Jesus will end up together at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we see Sasha in the cell. So, that is our resolution to the cliffhanger last week. Yeah. We... Don't really know how things went down, but we know it somehow involved Sasha getting tied up. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I have in my notes, boo, with exclamation marks, because I wanted to see what actually happened. Yeah. And it wasn't something that made me really upset, um, but, I mean... Now I'm not real upset about it, but in the moment mm-hmm. I was I felt frustrated. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. It's it's a yeah. deserved frustration. I did have a um yeah. I did have a, th- a thing I wanted to ask you about. In the scene in the opening scene with Daryl when he's talking to Eric or Jesus. Or yeah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus mentions um I wish I could have done something to help Rosita or Sasha, or some. There was something that he said about uh, Sasha and Rosita, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daryl says something like, um, "Sasha's a good shot. Rosita can take care of herself. They'll be fine. They'll. They're probably back at Alexandria right now, and it's good if they are because we'll need them. Something, mm-hmm. something along those lines, right? Yeah. And I wrote down in my notes, why would they need Sasha? Or Rosita, if Sasha's a good shot and already took out Negan. You know, if if 
they could take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Daryl says Sasha's a good shot, mm-hmm. and Rosita can take care of herself. They're going to be fine. They're probably back at Alexandria now. Then why are they going to war? Because if they're right. back at Alexandria, that means <laughs> that they did what they went to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Kind of that's... caught me off guard. But anyways, yeah. that was just that was a little thing that I was like, wait, what? Right. Anyways. It's a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dave, Dave threatens to rape Sasha or rather wants, uh, uh, wants to make giving her water contingent on getting sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sasha headbutts him, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then Negan shows up. Mm-hmm. And Negan knows exactly what's going on, and he's not happy about it. Which I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which was interesting. Yeah. Um, that he, what did he say? He was like, you were trying to rape this woman, and that is against the rules. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to live in a place where rape is okay. He says something to that effect. And then he kills Dave yeah. right there. Yeah. Refuses to accept his apology. Um, now I thought, well, Negan has a whole harem and it's not like Mm -hmm. the women in it are exactly, uh, consenting to being in this position. Right. He's basically trading or getting sex for getting water. Yeah. You know, he's giving them room and board for sex, Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Or no baseball bat for sex. I suppose in his mind he views it as consensual in the same sense that he views, you know, Sasha or Eugene saying I am Negan as that's consensual. Like they're they're giving in, you know. Right. Um, but David but, wasn't like he didn't push her down. I I mean I get like yes, he was rape he was threatening to rape her. Hands down, mm-hmm. Barnon, he was. However, he wasn't like holding her down. He was telling her that they that he would get her water if she would have sex with him, which is mm-hmm. essentially what Negan does to his women. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Negan does seem pretty inconsistent there. And uh it makes me wonder if you know, it was all just a show for Sasha. Yeah, it was a power play. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll admit, even in that moment, Negan, somebody that I've despised so much, it's hard not to feel more positive towards him mm-hmm. when he kills a rapist for being a rapist. Yeah. Right in front of the women that he that he tried to rape. Yeah. Like, and, and contends that they're not monsters. Yeah. Yes. Right. And in, in yeah. suggesting that, that, that someone like that is a monster. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was a well-done power play. I felt... A little bit charmed by him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, oh, ew, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I liked how Sasha, you know, thought quickly when uh, Negan said, you know, did Rick put you up to this? Mm-hmm. And she just put down Rick. Yep. You know, like. Um, that was good. Yeah. Um, 
didn't entirely understand Negan's logic there and giving her the knife. Like, basically, if you choose to live by killing zombie Dave, then you're saying that you're on our side. Which... Well, I think her choices were you you kill me right now and you don't get out of here. You kill Rapey Davey or... You kill yourself. You kill yourself either by the blade or by Rapey Dave. Mm-hmm. And I think... I mean, at the end of the scene, we do realize that he's even admitting that it was either she kills kill herself or she doesn't kill her, kill herself. And if she doesn't kill herself, then they're just going to walk towards a um, an acceptance or, or some kind of like some kind of submission uh, to Negan. But right, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting that he he seemed to present living mm-hmm. as a ch- a choice to align herself with the saviors. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's strange. Yeah. Um so Negan killing Dave for the purpose of influencing Sasha reminded me a little bit of Richard or Morgan killing Richard in order to influence the saviors. You know, yeah. it's a it's a drastic length to go to to influence somebody, but yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. I wrote down, what is a fracas? <laughs> fracas or frac- fracas? Fracas? Is that it, like a cross between a ficus and a ruckus? It's like a real brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, I don't know what that is. Even when I wrote it down, I still got the red line underneath. A hullabaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fr- a fracas just means like everything going crazy. All right. Yeah. I thought it was some sort of weird Negan speak. Oh. Like effing ruckus or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what that comes from. But yeah, I've definitely heard that before. Oh, okay. I think I've even heard my dad use it before. I, so I... <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, he, he mentions while he's kneeling down and talking to Sasha um, that – her coming in and trying to kill Negan, it, she thought like it was a suicide mission and that if she fails, she's just going to die. And then he mentions it's not going to go down quite like that. It's going to be the opposite. And I, I thought that was telling because like, yeah, at this point, our our survivors should understand that if they put themselves in harm's way with Negan, it won't be them that pays the price. Right. It's going to be someone else. Yep. Yeah, that is the pattern for sure. Yeah. And and I think that's common. Like our people should know that by this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And speaking of people that could end up harmed by Sasha's actions. Mm-hmm. So Eugene comes to see Sasha and he tells her to take the deal. And, of course, he uses all his great Eugene speech in order to do that. Creature comforts. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I really do have to admit at this point, um, Eugene Eugene is uh, taking the cowardly route. Yep. Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt anymore. He's not 
playing some long con or something like that. He right. he really is just trying to survive and uh yeah. And so that was disappointing. I was holding out just a little bit of hope after last episode. Right. Um but this this was the episode that made it clear where he stands. He said something that was curious to me. Sasha asks him what they do to you and he says they're keeping me safe. Now I wanted to ask you what's what does he think they're keeping him safe from? Like it is it just by the mere fact that he's living in the compound and that he's not in the crossfires anymore? Yeah, I think I think so. It's the, But being there is dangerous. Well, it probably feels safer than any place he's been so far. Hmm. Cuz I'm I'm sure it feels very fortified and and like he hasn't been part of a community that that's that big. Sure. Hmm. Um Okay. And he's I mean he's got Atari. Yeah, that's true. And a grumble gump or grumbly yeah. graph or whatever. Grumbly gunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Eugene really disappointed me. Mm-hmm. And he's still disappointing me. But I have to admit that I don't I don't dislike him. I still don't hate him because yeah. he hasn't clearly done anything to harm anybody sure i mean he's part of a system that is really really awful Mm -hmm. and so i i do think he's been cowardly and but um i i still have a a sympathy for him yeah you know and i still have hope that he's going to end up taking the high road at some point in the future Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't i'm going to be really upset Less so with Eugene and more so with the writers. Yeah, no, me too. Because in like I, I know I keep mentioning it, but I really enjoy Eugene's story in the comics. He's like mm-hmm. he's that guy that's able to bring society from using stones and sticks to a place where they can use spears and guns. You mm-hmm. know? Because he's innovative, he's an engineer, he can produce things. And I think that's far more interesting than a guy that just always takes the cowardly way out. It's almost like, oh, he's an engineer, so he obviously is a coward. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, I don't know. I think it, yeah. yeah, it's a shame that they're writing him this way. Yeah. And if they don't make that turn, it's going to be very disappointing. It will be. Like, I don't so- mind if he is a coward in a sense. And if he is just constantly trying to survive, but if they don't make him redeemable in it, then it's going to be a shame. Yeah. 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 I did really appreciate when he told his story. Yep. Like when he talked about how he thought he could be heroic like Abraham. Mm -hmm. And for those 37 minutes when he drove that RV into the sunset, it was the best he had ever felt. Yeah. Uh, I like that they didn't forget that moment. Right. And, uh, but yeah, then there was the terror that came after when he thought his number was about to come up. Right. And, uh, and he, he saw, you know, just that carnage in front of him and didn't ever want to feel that way again. Right. Uh, I think the one inconsistency is that he did have a chance to feel that way again in the mid season finale and he did come through like he confessed that he made the bullet 
even though he thought he was gonna that was gonna mean getting Lucille. So yeah, I feel like they've true. forgotten about that. Okay, yeah, Th- that's why he's there, right? Yeah, I actually wrote down that he he has conditions for his bravery and his heroism, mm-hmm. but no, you're right. He without condition admitted to creating these bullets mm-hmm. at the cost of being lucille right so yeah that's strange yeah i think it was tara that first said that she had done it yep and then he quickly like no mm. it was me yeah but if he sticks to them if he sticks to the saviors he will indeed see murder again and he, and potentially be an accomplice to it. Yeah. He does like he has to know that, right? Yeah, you would think so. You know, if you're with a band of of killers and in their society uh and your friends are underneath their hand, you, I don't can you live with that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know I uh, yeah. I don't I don't think I could. Well, I think if you spend most of your time on the compound as that would probably be Eugene's job. <laughs> uh you can put it out of your mind if you're if you just want to feel safe. I mean, honestly, I think people all over the world do it all the time in in various circumstances, you know. Like, but his world is so much smaller though. Like That's true. He's got he's got Rick and Rosita and everyone at Alexandria right down the road and they're being controlled by this group. He's there because they're being controlled by this group. And right. he knows with this uh, uh, millisecond of a chance, Negan would smash someone else's head in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. see how that's possible for him to yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah, well, I mean, well, he basically has a choice. Die or try to put it out of your mind. That's it. Right? Well, no. There, there's that, and then, uh, th- yes, there is uh, put it out of your mind and live, die and uh, stand up for something, or play the long game and, make, and, and play an angle, mm-hmm. which he doesn't seem to be doing. Right, which we wanted him to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have more to say about Eugene Mm -hmm. later. But uh, then we get the scene with Gregory and Maggie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maggie's planting something. Gregory's out there with her. Uh, They see a walker, and Gregory is like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of the pregnant lady. Um, But... Once he gets up to the walker, he's like, no, I don't want to do it. And uh, so Maggie does it instead. Which is uh, funny because Maggie took forever to kill that walker. Took her like – I counted. It took her like 15 seconds. Hmm. I don't know. That was strange. Well, yeah, I I, I can understand that sometimes it wouldn't always be a quick thing. You could see that happening? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last time I was in a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> sometimes the knife would bounce right off the skull, you know. <laughs> yeah, ricochet. 
Right. The yeah, skulls yeah. really aren't like melons. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they're actually quite tough. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Gregory, when he said that he would take watch over um, Maggie's situation, he stood in like a superhero kind of stance. <laughs> with his hands on his sides for like a second and then he looked at maggie and then started daydreaming about killing her yeah (laughs) (laughs) so nope you're not a hero (laughs) right now did gregory not kill maggie because he thought oh no that's terrible or because he thought i probably wouldn't be able to do it you know just like he couldn't kill that that walker yeah i think i think yeah i think it was that (laughs) i don't (laughs) I don't think he has any qualms about killing anyone, or maybe maybe not by his own hand, but uh, theoretically he'll he'll throw anyone under the bus. Mm. He's a pretty big slime ball. Yeah. Yeah, and how has he made it this far? <laughs> I know. It's funny because we had a whole season where it seemed like the theme was you don't get to come this far without like doing horrible stuff. Yeah. You know, you don't get to make it this this far without getting blood on your hands. Yep. And then there's Gregory. Apparently. And I I mean, yeah, I Apparently that's not the case. I, <laughs> well, I guess whatever blood he has on his hands is from just being a duplicitous traitor. Yeah. And <laughs> a weasel. Yep. <laughs> so, I did laugh when, you know, Gregory Looked like he was about to vomit, and those yeah. people from Hilltop walked by, and Maggie was like, "You know, he's learning. Mm-hmm. It's his first time." Because <laughs> she was so sweet about she it, you is. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put down. She's an amazing and gracious leader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you think Maggie's going to be the one that kills him? Ultimately, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, unless unless Gregory is like attacking her, you know, if it's like a, a self defense thing. So my prediction is because of the war aspect of this part of the season, mm-hmm. there will come a time where Gregory does something so despicable that Maggie will kill him. Mm. Not because she wants to, not because she's a killer. But because it's the thing that she should do in that moment. And it's her best judgment call. Hmm. It seems like that would be something Maggie's never done before. Right. Nothing close to that. Yeah. I think it will come to a point where, like, killing isn't what she wants to do, but uh, it's what she ends up doing. Hmm. Well, that's just, it's just a prediction. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. I think Gregory's just going to do something really stupid. And it's going to be his own undoing. Okay. I, I think that one of the saviors is going to kill him. Fair enough. Like Simon? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. Simon. Yeah. That would be my guess. That would, th- yeah, that also makes sense. So uh, next we move to Oceanside. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tara's in uh, what's-her-name's house. Uh, uh Natanya? Natanya, yes. Not sure how she got in there because it was not easy to get in there last time. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but she's in there, points the gun at uh Natanya and Cindy. 
basically tells them, you know, if they decide to play along, then there's not going to be any shots fired. Um, if she just agrees to talk to Rick, then... But there wasn't much time for her to agree to talk to Rick. They weren't messing around. Yeah, who created this arbitrary timetable? Yeah, I wonder. How do they know how long it'll take for her to convince anyone or talk to anyone? How do they know that Natanya's going to be there at that point? Right. You know, Rick says to Michonne that the clock starts when she gets into the house. Well, what if Natanya didn't get there for another 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Tara couldn't have talked to them for more than five minutes. No, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> so it's if, like three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> if Rick set the timetable, I think he's lost touch a little bit with human nature. Like, yeah, if he was the one that needed to be convinced, he's going to need a little bit more than thirty seconds <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Maybe all along he was anticipating it not working, and then just doing it outside like it happened. Maybe. Yeah, and he was just like, "We got to get to the explosion." Yeah, maybe, it was, <laughs> maybe it was just to humor Tara. But Tara was like, "I can, I can convince, I can convince them." Okay, you have thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. So explosions start happening. Uh, everyone runs out and Rick and company encircle them. And, you know, I thought it was kind of cool the way they were just like, nobody has to get hurt. You know, we're, we just want your guns. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we can talk at the end about the ethics of, of what they did. Stealing the uh, guns. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Gabriel was the one that brought that up ironically yeah gabriel brought that up yeah but i mean even before gabriel brings it up the whole scene trying to uh persuade a group to go to war and insisting that you're going to take all of their weapons Mm -hmm. um is that actually something that our group was justified in doing Mm -hmm. is a pretty big question yeah do you want to just talk about it right now yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, I felt like there had to have been a, a smoother way to do that. Yeah. You know, that something that was not as recklessly confrontational mm-hmm. and something that made it a bit more likely that the the women would actually join in mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds kind of cheesy to say this, but, like, they could have written a letter. Yeah. Like, explaining the situation and said, like, we're coming, Mm -hmm. you know? And we don't want to surprise you and scare you. So It's kind of like some sort of letter from an insurance company or something or a bank. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know if you, like, just leave it out in the woods where they're going to find it or something like that, but... Just something to give them a heads up and let them start thinking about it. And I can understand, like, I don't know. You could argue that if they knew you were coming, that they just, like, shoot you as soon as you got close. Shoot the post-apocalyptic courier. What do you mean? Shoot the post-apocalyptic courier. Kill the messenger. Yes, yeah, courier. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It just – there was something about it that did feel icky. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I didn't feel it until the second time I watched it, though. Okay. Oddly enough. Yeah. Um, the first time I watched it, I guess I wasn't really too clued in on the emotions of the uh, Oceanside people. I was kind of, like, thinking a lot about Tara's terrible argument and how like the the logistics of how they were taking it by force but i wasn't really thinking about the the ethics of it Mm -hmm. but i think if there was some sort of trade happening Mm -hmm. um maybe maybe rick gave them some of their weaponry uh i don't know what they got like you know pistols and stuff like that and and took their heavy artil auto uh heavy heavy blah, blah, blah. wow <laughs> heavy weaponry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know if they really would have anything to offer um but yeah I mean I guess it's one of those situations where they were just thinking the ends justify the means well and, do they oh well most ethicists would tell you no and yeah. i would agree yeah. the the ends do not justify the means yeah um but i think that's the way that they're thinking and and also there's no confirmation that the junkyard people will indeed take these weapons and say this is good enough oh, yeah all signs point to them uh renegotiating yeah Oh, I hate thinking about the junkyard people. Like, I don't think about them for a while, and then I remember them, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, they exist. They're a variable. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. But <laughs> if I was Rick, I would just, I would I would hold off on some of the weapons. I would keep them stockpiled somewhere mm-hmm. and just give them, like, half of them. And then if they claim they need more, I don't know. But, yeah, it, there there's a big ethical problem here, and I don't think we... I don't know if there's a better way to do it, especially in the time that we have. Like, let's be honest. The writers didn't even think it was an ethical problem. So because they put it at the very end of the season, no time for discussion, no time for, like, creating some sort of alliance. Yeah. Which could have happened, you know, episodes ago. Yeah. Well, I think they tried to bring out the moral questionableness of it when Father Gabriel was like, Shouldn't we leave some weapons? Do, or, or, like, do we need all of these? Yeah, but it was... In the way Rick was just like, we need all of them. <laughs> yeah, it, but it was just such a offhanded remark. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even really a debatable question. At, at least in as a viewer, they didn't really play it to be something that we should consider too much. Mm. I mean, but they're, they're defenseless now. Yeah. You know, what if when they go and... Uh, kill the saviors you know somebody comes and takes all their stuff and right you know he heath could come and like steal all their food yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and you know what really got me was when the little girl said and i know this little girl has been colored to be a brat yeah and we're not supposed to like her but as someone who really has a soft spot in his heart for children when she said you're taking all of our weapons yeah <laughs> and tara says yup and flicks her off and walks away and then says to rick you know what i don't feel bad 
Right. I was like, what kind of human being are you? And I know. where did this turn come from? Right. You just left a child without any defenses. Yeah. And you don't feel bad about that? Yeah. I didn't like that either because, like, I know it was supposed to be played for laughs because of what happened the last time Tara was in Oceanside. And, right. Like, just her interactions with that girl and everything. Right. But, yeah, it, it it was also referring back to the voiceover at the beginning of the episode where uh-huh. Tara was saying, if things go sideways, I'm going to feel bad. Yep. And Rick was like, no, you won't. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. I don't feel bad. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like, in general, the character that we've seen from Tara is not like that. Yeah. And uh, so that was a little... Weird. She went sideways. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so off color and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um Oh have... oh oh oh. Speaking of this, I, I wanted to admit, I I'm I'm afraid I'll forget this. The um the shot where it knocks Natanya uh, up the Cindy. back of the head. Yeah, Cindy hits Tanya, uh, Natanya. Mm-hmm. And she falls down. You see Enid right behind her holding the gun up and shaking and looking really shocked. And mm-hmm. all I could think was, holy crap, Enid was about to shoot Natanya. Because mm. Natanya was going off on this rant saying that she was about to kill uh, Tara. Right, yeah. And then uh, Cindy hit her in the back of the head. Natanya Natanya falls. And then we see Enid holding her gun up as if she was going to shoot Natanya. Yeah. And it's a – I don't know. Maybe it was a callback to the beginning of the episode where she asks Carl, do you think a lot about who you kill? Hmm. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Did you like the Walker herd showing up? It was pretty cool because we we haven't seen much of like a big threat of walkers in a long time. Yeah. And when we do, it's typically with like one person because typically one person can take them all out now. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's kind of cool, but I mean, yeah. I honestly wasn't even watching it. I was I was writing notes down. Some of my head was mm-hmm. down, so I didn't even see any of it because I knew that they were going to take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some pretty pretty gross looking walkers. Oh those really? Were, yeah, yeah. Those nice. were more barnacle. Were they the ones from the beach that were like walking from the beginning? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I don't know if they were the exact same ones. There were there were others. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I know there were walkers down by where the ship was on the beach. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. they were taking that trek. Yeah, when they heard the explosion. Mm-hmm. They were like, mmm, explosion. Mmm, <laughs> noise. <laughs> I did like just the sense that when the walkers, when they had a common threat to take care of, that mm-hmm. everybody focused on that and you know just about everyone there i think other than natanya had a sense of oh we could possibly stand in solidarity with these people yeah and fight a common enemy i mean we know it's going to happen yeah so yeah. they had to they had to foreshadow that but probably not until episode 1 of season 8 <laughs> yep <laughs> oh god <laughs> Okay, so uh, Negan comes back to see Sasha, 
Sasha says you win. She did kill Walker Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, Negan takes the knife back. And then Negan says a little birdie told me Rick and the rest of his people are up to no good. Yeah. Now, is that just Negan speculating or did that actually happen that there really was a, a, a informant? So this is where the continuity thing came in for me. Okay. Because at first I was like, oh, obviously Gregory told him. Right. Right. But, but yeah. then it cuts to that scene after this scene where Gregory yep. is looking at the map and he tells Cal or whatever his name is to pack his bags and, and they're going to take off. So I'm guessing that Gregory is heading to the Savior's camp. Right. And it would it would seem uh, reasonable to assume that Gregory's going there to, to rat someone out. And I would say that the most uh, um, obvious choice would be Rick. But the problem is, is that p- takes place after Negan talking to Sasha. Right. So chronologically, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the birdie is definitely not Gregory. If there is even a birdie, it could just be that Negan's saying that just to try and get Sasha. Think so? to, yeah. Sasha to confess something because um, maybe Negan is skeptical about Rick. Hmm. Well, who else could it be? I don't know. Could it be Eugene? Eugene wouldn't know. Because he was gone before Rick started any resistance. True. The Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Saviors 2.0. Yeah. Saviors point oh. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I guess yeah, it, it would make sense that Negan see that would line up with what you were telling me a couple weeks ago, how you think that that Negan tends to play ignorance mm-hmm. in order to gain trust of his people. Mm-hmm. Like with Dwight, how he how he makes how he pretends that he's just ignorant to his defecting but really truly he doesn't believe that dwight's loyal right so i guess that would yeah i could see that happening and it would be really interesting if that was the direction that they took but i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do find it fascinating though that he said you're gonna find us a win-win yeah that would imply that it would be good for both the saviors and the alexandrians Right. So he's implying that he doesn't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. Do we believe that? I I don't really believe that. Because if we're being fair, Negan hasn't Okay. Let's let's go back to the beginning. Negan only killed two of his people, two two Alexandrians. Mm-hmm. And he did it because Rick slaughtered all of his outpost. Mhm. So he killed two, one person, really. And then because there was an outburst, even though he had warned them, if there's an outburst, I will kill another. There was an outburst that happened, so he killed another. Yeah. And since then, he didn't kill anyone until Spencer um, decided to rat Rick out or go behind Rick's back. And then Negan thought that he was doing Rick a favor by killing Spencer. Mm -hmm. And then... 
when there was a uh, an assassination attempt on Negan, he repays that with killing another person. And when he finds out that someone had been working to assassinate him by making a bullet, he wanted to know who that person was, and he didn't kill that person. He mm-hmm. just took them. And then when there was a chance for him to kill Dwight, he didn't kill Dwight. And when there was a chance, I mean, uh, um, Daryl, he didn't kill Daryl. When there was a chance to kill Carl, he didn't kill Carl either. Right. So all in all, Negan hasn't done much in the way of unfairness. Like if we're looking at it objectively in that in that perspective, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, obviously Negan is a terrible human being. He does awful things every day, but could it be conceivable that Negan just wants to come to a compromise with Rick and doesn't want there to be more bloodshed? He could kill Sasha. He could have killed Sasha. Right. Well, he doesn't want bloodshed necessarily. He doesn't just have like a thirst for blood. I don't think, I I think he just wants, to use people and mm-hmm. to build his kingdom, build his empire. Yeah. And you can't build an empire without gaining more people. And but you also in his mind at least he can't control his empire without scaring people. Yeah. And so when he says he wants a win-win uh, I don't think he's really interested in looking out for Rick and his people. It's only just in so far as Rick and his people can somehow benefit him. And maybe the win-win is some of them get to live <laughs> mm. and he he gets to keep profiting off of them in some way. See, I think to Negan in some weird, twisted, sociopathic way, he doesn't feel like he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he truly doesn't believe he's a monster. And to him, he's very gracious. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I just have this sneaking sense that he doesn't really want to kill anyone at this point. Mm-hmm. Not until someone does something to merit being killed, like Spencer. Um, and notice Spencer's the only person that he killed because he did something. Yeah. Everyone else that, that got killed was because of someone else's uh, um, wrongdoing. Right. Well, except for Dave in this episode. Oh, true. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, people outside of the Saviors. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it would be very fascinating if Negan was trying to look for some sort of way that both parties can benefit and no one gets hurt. Right. That's just... Uh, th- th- I don't know. I think it would be interesting. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but that's kind of how I read it. Mm. I really want to talk about Eugene and Sasha yeah. and their stuff at the end. So uh, Eugene comes to talk to Sasha again. He talks to her through the, the door. Mm-hmm. And Sasha uh, gives a very compelling performance where she expresses that uh, you know, she she has to kill herself, basically, because she can't bear the thought that if she's living, she's going to be hurting her friends. Yeah. So she re- she seems very mindful of what Eugene seems to have put out of his mind, mm-hmm. that 
by participating in this larger system, they are they're hurting the Alexandrians. They're hurting other people for sure. And uh, Sasha doesn't want to be a part of that, and, uh, and so she be- she begs Eugene to bring her something that she can use to kill herself. Yep, a gun, a knife, a piece of glass, mm-hmm. and. Uh, of course, we're thinking, oh, Eugene does have something mm-hmm. that he can use. He's got the poison. Yep. And Eugene says, I like the way Eugene was like, I don't like this, you know. Yeah. But um, he says, well, first he says, I'll think about your request. And then we get that shot that you talked about earlier of Sasha inside the cell. Yep. And um, I just gathered from that that when she said thank you, you know, she was the way they filmed that was to reveal that that was a performance on her part. She has no, she doesn't want to kill herself. She wants to use whatever Eugene gives her to kill Negan. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, that was my impression of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which also makes sense why she's so disappointed when Eugene gives her the poison. You can just see this; her face falls and she starts to cry because right, yeah, she. T- this isn't something where she can hide, you know, in the corner. And then when Negan or whoever comes in, you know, attack, this is, mm-hmm. this is not what she wanted. Yep. Um, and I liked that when Eugene gave it to her, you know, the little speech that he gave about how, what well, we've been traveling companions for a long time. And yeah, y- you know, I, I wouldn't have done this for anybody else basically, but, uh-huh. um, he he wants to do it for her even though he doesn't want her to kill herself and he doesn't yeah. like that yeah he's definitely sold i think that that she wants to use it on herself right so i'm wondering is sasha i mean she has an option now she she could poison herself i don't think she's very interested in doing that sure uh but she could do it or maybe uh negan talked about you know, showing Sasha some creature comfort. So maybe Negan takes her somewhere for a drink or something like that. And Sasha's got that on her and she finds an opportunity to slip it to him. Yeah. That could happen. Either way, it could come back to bite Eugene. Could. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Negan knows that they have a history. Yeah. Sasha and Eugene. And if, Sasha has access to something that she shouldn't have access to. I think the first person that he's going to suspect is Eugene. Yes. So the yeah, just as Eugene was too scared to give the poison to you to Negan's wives because he was afraid he was going to end up with an iron on his face or something like that. Um, I think this is a situation where that could very well happen to him. Yeah, I don't think he'll he'll. Um... I don't think he'll die because of it. No, or get much I don't of think he's going to. Right. I don't. Well, I don't think he's going to die. Um, but I think he could get the iron. He could get the iron. Um, a little, uh, a little foreshadowing from when he saw the doctor getting the iron. Yep. Yep. Or, you know, even if he doesn't actually get get hurt, he could be in a position where his only hope is some sort of dramatic escape. Sure. Um, okay. So, and at that point there'll be war and Eugene's going to be the least of their problems. Yeah. Hopefully Okay. <laughs> for Eugene's sake. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't really know what to make of the pill. I don't know if they're going to do anything with it, but it would be a shame if they brought it in this, if they weaved it into the story this much that they wouldn't do anything with it. Oh, yeah. I think something really significant is going to have to happen with that pill next episode. But I don't I'm, see. I'm not convinced that it will. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're so uh, cynical. Uh, I hate being this way. But I feel like anytime I hope <laughs> yeah. and, and, and want something to happen that's like significant or, or paid off, I always get let down. Right. So, yeah. I just think mm-hmm. before the end of next episode, somebody has to swallow that pill. <laughs> I don't know for sure, for sure who it's going to be, but somebody has to swallow Watch, it. the pill's going to fall down a drain. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Or she'll she'll put it in one of the glasses for a drink, and she'll think that it's Negan's, and he's like celebrating with the rest of his wives, and then he hands that glass to Amber, and Amber dies. Oh, <laughs> the original. Yeah. yeah, and if that happened, of course, the effect would still be Negan has reason to get upset. Yeah, and could potentially trace it back to Eugene. Potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe Sasha brought the pill with her in her back pocket. Doesn't need to be Eugene. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. But no, the most likely scenario is Eugene would be blamed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, just when you think we've gotten, like, all of the locations and settings that we would get in one episode of The Walking Dead... We get Alexandria. Yeah. And Dwight is there in the cell. The Christian Bale of The Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> he he is there. He's come back with Rosita. Yeah. Uh, apparently Negan hasn't noticed that he's missing yet. Right. And he wants to help kill Negan. Yeah. Do you buy it? Um, I do. Yeah. I do because I can't imagine why that man would not want to kill Negan. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I do like how Rick <laughs> Rick was like, oh, you want to help us? Well, get on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And, yeah, um, Daryl's reaction to seeing him made me think about, oh, yeah, Daryl's in Alexandria. This is so dangerous. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they seem to not care at this point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they're they're like, yeah, we're going to war anyways. Yeah. Or... But, of course, the reason that Daryl is there is because of Dwight's wife. Um, that's right. Which is kind of neat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense for Dwight to come around yep. at this point. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not really sure what pushed him over the edge. If it was the doctor getting killed um, or just seeing Rosita and, and he thought that here's my chance. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there was an actual ledge that he, that he jumped off of. I think it was just a a walk downhill Mm -hmm. from the beginning and he's like 
the the hill is starting to level out to a to a flat uh playing field so he's like yeah, yeah at this point it might as well just make the move it's not a very drastic move from where i am right now mm-hmm. yeah it did seem to be coincidental that he was there when rosita was right yeah so uh predictions for next episode uh, i mean eric's gonna die <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> we're uh, just so sure yeah i don't yeah. think we're gonna go to war okay is this an hour uh hour and a half episode this time it's it's an extended episode i don't know how long that means but it's got to be at least an hour and a half yeah so yeah i got nothing really i, I just don't think they're gonna go to war I'll i'll be so happy if they do but i don't think they will i just don't want an hour and a half of people in the various locations donning their weaponry and saying like looking at each other somberly and <laughs> gravely like we are going to war i think you're going to be disappointed then because <laughs> i think i think that's exactly what's going to happen plus we're going to see gregory on a road trip to, to the savior's camp oh <laughs> so it'll, be, it'll be those two stories yeah <laughs> road trip gregory yeah and and Sasha turning. Okay. Sasha turning? Well, pretending to turn, okay. I, I suppose. Pretending to turn. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's pretty obvious that she wasn't on their, uh, on the Savior's side anyways. Yeah. Yeah. She was just trying to convince Eugene that she was. I'm I'm sure we'll see the Garbage Pail Kids. Ugh, God. <laughs> Why... I hate them so much. And we'll see we'll see the garbage pail kids like all picking up their guns and then we'll realize that one of the garbage pail kids is Heath. <laughs> Dude, that would oh man. <laughs> what a what a reveal that would be. <laughs> and he'll be talking like all the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be like, "What happened to you?" No, no one's going to notice. <laughs> He's just going to be another one of the garbage pail kids. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna care or notice <laughs> so what, do you have any other death predictions do you think sasha's gonna die i did but at at this point no i don't okay yeah i i okay. did last week but that yeah they they kind of made it obvious that she won't die at this point mm-hmm. at least this upcoming week she won't yeah so I think Eric's going to die and Gregory's going to die. Yeah, that's that's where I am too, I think. And I think Eugene might get get an iron to the face. Wow. That'd be crazy. But that would be crazy. I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't No, actually, I, that can't happen in the next episode. It's not there's not enough time because there would have to be the the poison incident and then the fallout from that and then putting things together and I don't know maybe I, don't know. Yeah. I honestly that might be the best thing that happens to Eugene yeah to think knock so? some sense into him hmm who knows maybe who can say all right i hope that it's the best episode of the season all right until next time all right signing off over and out